Welcome, folks. Welcome. Welcome to We Lost a Good One podcast. I don't like saying podcast at the end of podcasts. You're already here. You know it's a podcast. Welcome to We Lost a Good One. My name is Will Green. I am your host. I'm a comedian at night when that's legally allowed and not a danger to society. And I'm a teacher by day. Uh, you've hopefully listened to the intro, so you know this is a podcast where we're going to sit down with somebody and talk about a loved one they've lost and who they were and what they went through and what they learned and what we can all learn from that. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. My first guest is a good friend of mine. I went with somebody I knew. I wanted to go with somebody I was comfortable with for this, you know, as I kind of figured this out a little bit. Nick, I uh, got so I have Nick Lidorf with me. He is. Uh, I know him through comedy. We're both comedians, uh, but he actually went to high school with me. He uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman at Owadelsey High School, and I thought he was pretty cool back then. Him and a few of his friends did tell me I was the coolest freshman at band camp my first year, so that was kind of a highlight of my life. I won't lie, but looking back, not that cool. That said, he is a very fun and nice and introspective man, and I knew he would be down doing this and when i asked him he said he was and so we sat down and we talked about his dad who passed away jeffrey lidorf and i actually knew his dad not well but he was the art teacher at our high school and i didn't take art but he was one of those teachers that just had a huge presence uh literally and figuratively um and so i was excited to sit down and uh, i didn't really know much about him other than you know kind of the, from the surface level and so we sat down and we had a wonderful little chat about about his dad and and uh, and losing him. I do want to mention before we get into it how you can find more info on Nick. If you want to follow his Instagram, it's pretty funny. It's uh, at comedian at law. He is a he is a lawyer and but this is a real life lawyer. He's a pretty good one too. Uh, as well as being a comedian. Um, so if you want to follow his comedy stuff, it's Comedian at Law. For his law firm stuff, uh, it's Lydorf Law Firm, and you can find him at LydorfLawFirm.com. If you, if you, I think if, you get, if, if you're drunk driving, you can use him. He does a lot of defense, although I know he's trying to get out of that and do some estate planning. So he's doing a lot of estate planning now, which we actually talk about in the episode. So that's it. We'll get into it. Thanks for listening. In the pines where the sun never shines You'll shiver when the cold wind blows There's a grave in the pines where the sun never shines There's a grave that's shaded with the pines How's it going, man? Not too bad. Ready to cry. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. It's up to you. Yeah. Thanks for doing this weird thing I decided to try and do with people. <laughs> I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. We'll see. I've never seen you cry before. You look so. like a podcaster. I got a microphone and I stuck it on a stand, so I think that's all you need, right? There you go. And I'm that's in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm in a closet so I don't bother my wife. <laughs> so thanks for doing it, man. Oh, I appreciate man. it. Um We'll see For how sure. this goes. Uh, who? So, I mean, I I assumed, but who 
are we remembering fondly today? Uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, I think we wanted to do that. Uh, (laughs) I was actually going to throw that Uh, out there to see what you thought about Rush Limbaugh dying. (laughs) We could talk about Rush Limbaugh dying. Are you grieving? No, we're talking about my dad. Your wonderful father, who actually, no, I know you're one of the few people probably that I will have know the per- know the person yeah. that kicked the old bucket on us. Um, right. So he was a teacher at my high school that we all, that we both went to. Yeah. Um, my first, so here's my first question for you. What's your like, like if you. Are we, are we doing this now? We're doing it right now. Is that okay? Oh, shit. Okay. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't know we have to be on now. All right. Sorry, it's more man. fun that way if you just go, I think. Okay. Um, what, um, what's yeah. a memory of him that, like, sums him up really well? Mm-hmm. Um, one that, that I always think of is he would, um, he would have this thing in his wallet. And he's, he would ask somebody, he's like, do you want to see my pride and joy? <laughs> and, uh, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. And, and then it was just an actual picture of pride and joy, like the actual, <laughs> like, the actual thing. And, um, yeah, it was, that just always got me. Just that, carrying that a prank of, around in his pocket. A for, prank, yeah. Any, just, for any moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he would, the one thing that I remember about him, too, is, like, we lived out in the middle of nowhere in Bannister. And uh, there's no one like on our road for like a, at least a half a mile either way. So anyone, anytime anyone would drive down the road, he would just get up and be like, what, what, what are they doing? What's <laughs> what's just super suspicious of anyone. Like, what's this, what's this asshole doing? <laughs> like, well, he's probably driving down the road. I think that's, he's not coming to kill us. Yeah, I think uh, it's fine, dad. Yeah. Now, like, was he, being funny when he did that or was he actually suspicious or a i think little bit he was a little suspicious yeah <laughs> yeah i know that yeah i mean because yeah. i live you know grew up in the sticks too not too far from you but yeah if somebody pulls up like or for us it was because we have a really long driveway so like, oh, if someone yeah, pulled so... up the driveway it's like who the hell could this be <laughs> when you... grab your robe, yes, yes. Grab your robe to... <laughs> and why didn't they call <laughs> all right yeah. So I yeah, so I knew your dad as a large and not I I mean that I was going to say like personality cuz he was like yeah. one of those huge like those teachers that like everybody kind of knows whether they have him or not. Yeah. So like right. what what do you know or like what was he like I guess before you knew him. I mean, I mean before you were obviously born, mm-hmm. do you know like he seems like a guy who would have had a interesting youth and yeah so he um he grew up in owasso and he was well it's it was weird like um my my grandma and grandpa or grew up like lived in banister Mm -hmm. and um population what like hundreds (laughs) couple hundred maybe yeah like on a good day Yeah. yeah i think back then it was you know probably like you know probably three four or five hundred probably yeah um now it's just dead no one's there it's, it's down to one bar now like how is it how do you survive um so he that's where his folks lived but then he went to um owasso high school which i don't know like i never really he never told me why and i don't know like 
I don't think it was any discipline. Thing. I think he just maybe liked living with my my grandma and grandpa. Huh. They were, or no, his grandma and grandpa. So, gotcha. um, and then my he had a brother who went to Elsie High School. I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. I just never really huh. like he. Yeah, he he died when I was twenty three. So, it was um something that I didn't really ask about. So he grew up there and played. Uh, uh, he was a really good baseball player, like an amazing um, baseball player. Oh, yeah. And he, um, he, uh, I think that might have been why he he went there because maybe they had a better oh, team or sense. something. Yeah. yeah. And he um, was a catcher, and so he was a freshman on the varsity, and kind of was backing up this one uh, varsity catcher. And that varsity catcher broke his hand, and he broke his hand because uh, the pitcher was. Uh, Brad Van Pelt, who's like a big deal in Owasso. Yeah, um, I remember him. Okay, didn't he go to? So he was like he played football, or he was like a multi-sport yeah. star at like Michigan State. Yeah, right? yep. yep. NFL too. Did he make deal. it to the NFL? I think. I think yeah, yeah, I think he played for the Giants. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so he uh, he would throw like in the like the <laughs> nine like the ninety mile an hour fastball, and that's all. I guess that's what he had was just a super. So my dad was just like had to catch this this that's <laughs> a freshman and uh you know he did really well he had like the most uh i don't know if he still has a record but like in one season he had like the most triples in a uh in a season wow. and he was always like oh i just didn't i, I should have hit it farther enough and i wouldn't have to run <laughs> run so <Right>. much <laughs> but um but yeah he was he was a really thin kid like tall like, like kind of lanky kid and um and you know everybody just you know, loved him. He was a great, you know, funny guy. And, um, in college, like he got in some trouble, you know, like he's smoking weed with his friends and stuff and didn't really talk about that in a, a lot, but I'm sure if he would have made it to this point, uh, in his life, I'm sure we would have, uh, <laughs> smoked weed. I think. Yeah. Shared a vape or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, just, just a, just a really, and like the kind of person that would, you just helped a lot of people mm -hmm. and um yeah even before he was in uh before he was a teacher i you know people would share with me stories about him you're just helping people and you know i think i get that from him i'm i, I really like to um help people when i can uh and i complain about it too but like i don't <laughs> not to their face like why they're like, why, really, why am i why did I have to do this um but, but yeah he um yeah, just really kind and and super funny and um had a lot of friends and yeah big personality yeah uh, so yeah how did he end up an art teacher do you know how that trajectory yeah was? yeah so he went to you know went to owasso and then he uh graduated there went to central michigan and he wanted to study uh forestry so that was gonna he was gonna you know be in the forest i guess getting high i don't know like that was his thing or not but uh he you know, he uh, studied that and then kind of made the decision to go into teaching and education. And um, he was, his, he, uh, he was an amazing artist. I do have some of his stuff. Like it was really good. Like he had some really cool paintings and um, there's this one uh, uh, picture that he did of my, my grandfather, hmm. uh, Elmer, uh, <laughs> the so old school name. Classic. Uh, not a lot of Elmer's no. anymore. Fud, that's the last one I know. Fud and the glue guy. <laughs> that, well, that's what yeah. I don't know many yeah. And I broke the mold literally with that. <laughs> and there's this like this great pencil 
drawing that he did of my grandpa and i have it it's so good it's such yeah it's it's um and he did this one of like a a wolf uh kind of overlooking like a a city kind of a thing it was just it's just really cool stuff that he would do um but i think he he was you know i think he grew up in a time that you know his parents were from the um my grandpa was born in in 1920 Mm. um you know he worked at uh federal mogul i think one of those places or and there's the factory factory guy and wasn't very emotional you know and um so i think he kind of grew up in that time where like you know creativity and doing art and stuff like that i don't think was really sure um what's the value pushed too much Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. So, but then I think as he got older and into college, I think he got around some people that were like, oh, this is cool. You should do that. And I think he kind of made that leap to do teaching and art and stuff. Smoking uh, that weed. Yeah. Helped a bit. Right. That probably <laughs> helped a little too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That you, I mean, was, is drawing and painting was, I mean, was that his kind of general art he, of choice? He loved to, um, mediums of later on, like he, he would do a lot of um, pottery. So as he got, um, as he was older, he didn't see him draw a whole lot, but he would do a lot of pottery and, you know, I'd see him gotcha. on the wheel. And I remember that was big that at kind of stuff. And, oh, what else he was kids making pottery. Yeah. And stuff with him. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I was, what I had, uh, as I was getting older, I would, you know, I'd come hang out at the art room after, after school. Cause he would have to drive me home. And he's like, what do you think? Do you think this is a bong? Is this a bong? <laughs> It's like, is it art or a bomb? That's basically <laughs> the game that we would play. <laughs> did you take? Did you take his class or any? Of his I classes? did. How did? I did. How was I took that? One. What's it a... was my senior year, okay. and I took art art one, and it was basically just uh like a Smothers Brothers like two man comedy routine. <laughs> it was it was really good. Um, it he we had this joke where we had it set up where uh, if we didn't um. Uh, he would just tell me what to say. He told me what to say. Like, if I ever ask you this, he would tell me. So he would say, uh, I remember when I was really little, I, I did this because um, I would, like, on half days or something, I would come and, and hang out with him in his class. And because it was the art, like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> some kid's not going to interrupt this class. So I'm just going to come hang out. And um, the, the question that he would always uh, uh, tell someone to ask me was, go, go up to Nick and ask him how many push ups can his uncle do? And uh, I was like, and so then the person would come up, hey, Nick, my dad, your dad wanted me to ask uh, how many push-ups your uncle could do. And then my response was always, my uncle doesn't have any arms. <laughs> and then I would, I would sell it. I know. <laughs> so we'd have a great laugh. Uh, That's great. But yeah, that kind of dark like humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he was always trying to do these practical joke uh, kind of things. But What? Um... He, for, for me, you know, I, I, I never took his class or anything, but like, he was a guy that you knew mostly, like, I feel like I knew of him from a very young age, primarily because mm. of his enormous mustache that was oh, impossible. Yeah. Legendary. How did that, how did he Man. decide to go with that and then stick with it? I, Do you know? I know he, he was like a, just, well, a I just for anyone, I mean. That's most people. Who, yeah. If anyone listens to this, this is the first episode, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just an enormous, like, walrus-esque yeah. 
yes mustache yeah and it was <clears throat> he never had to groom it either i never saw him do it ah, it, it just it wow. just it just kind of took shape that's amazing you know and yeah um just willed itself I never, I mean, into he, existence yeah if he ever groomed it he did it in secret i never knew like how to, <laughs> how to do that or anything and um i certainly didn't get that my facial hair i've been trying to grow a beard oh, for man. 15 years it doesn't even it's terrible right. it's so weak it's like some weird french guy it's coming in uh, a little better lately I feel like, but yeah it is thin. um but but he he just always had it i never saw him without it huh. and maybe one time i do i remember one time when i was little i he did shave it and like just i think just to freak my mom out i think he, he did it and then like ah like it was like kind of a kind of a uh, you know scare but he just always had it and it just uh he had like these gigantic eyebrows too i don't know if you ever uh saw just that face full of hair yes it was a lot <laughs> not on his head but just right. in the other parts where you shouldn't have uh hair really um but he had these eyebrows and we were um it was like a slow slow day in the art room and i remember like i was like you have these like long eyebrows dad like what's up with it and then so he's like i'm trying to comb them back so i can cover my bald hair bald head. <laughs> so, but then we we got into we saw how long they were and they were like i like at least there's one that was like three inches long and it just tucked in Ooh. to like everything else it was weird he had some wild uh eyebrows how did he but yeah the how did he meet yeah. your mom what's that they um Oh yeah, this is this is a uh, that's a uh, you know you're you're so close to it you don't remember like how, how kind of a good story this would be. Mm -hmm. So he, um, you know, was from uh, Owasso, was going to um, Central, and they met through some uh, friends, mutual friends, and they went out on a on like a blind date kind of a thing. This friend set him up, mm -hmm. and they from there it was just like you know they just were together for from that on and my mom <clears throat> grew up in uh jehovah's witness uh, oh, and she at the yeah so um she had her dad and mom were really devout jehovah's witness sure. and did not like my dad at all and uh, uh for the first you know few years they just were like my my uh, grandpa didn't come to their wedding and like was very angry wow. and um, so, but the, and so there was really no reason for it other than he just wasn't a Jehovah's witness. Mm -hmm. And so they, they had that challenge and they, you know, they stuck with it and, uh, you know, got married and, and then, um, as it grew on, they, my, they became like really great friends, like best friends and like would hang out all the time. And, um, but yeah, for the first three or four years of, of marriage and, and then also not coming to the wedding, yeah. um, they were yeah they were kind of in that um this weird thing because of not being Jehovah's right. Witness and um and my mom had at, at that point not you know not participated in the church and she's now a Methodist minister right. so failed completely uh, on that one didn't she yeah <laughs> I guess not completely yeah. but yeah yeah right right did your dad different train. join up in any fashion or was he not um 
Like, what were his, I guess, religious views? How did he end up settling that? Yeah, he he never pushed that at all. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was never into that at all. I think because my grandma um, was very religious and pushed a lot of that, and I don't think he responded well to that. Mm -hmm. I think he was more like, I don't, you know, I'm not really a huge church guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he never made me, you know, go my mom even really never made me go she's like oh you're you're breaking my heart then you're gonna go to hell but you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to go that's the methodist way right there <laughs> well yeah, right? yeah you're gonna rot in hell yeah. forever but i love you <laughs> you're my boy it's your choice we love you yeah um who so what was it like he's because he's a guy too that like a lot of people loved him, you know, like I know, I know, I mean, I know art or, you know, people who I went to high school with who like would tell you he's their favorite teacher. You yeah. Know? I know a bunch of those people and yep. how much it sounds like he was a similar father as he was like, that was the same guy or what, or was he different? Yeah, Did it, was, it feel like he was different it, with you or you were at home? Yeah. I, you know, and that's tough because like, he was gone um when i was 23 Mm -hmm. and he was different i mean he was a different guy he wasn't um super involved i mean he was a good person i just don't know if he was really equipped on how to be really involved as a dad i mean he was always there for me he would go to all my stuff Mm -hmm. um he would say like the nicest things about me to other people like oh my god i'm so proud have you heard that my son's going to law school like all this kind of stuff but he just wasn't you know he would never say that stuff and huh. it was hard, it was hard, you know? And I think that as, you know, if he would have lived on, cause I saw him and his dad, they had a kind of a similar relationship, but as they got older, they were really close cool. and like, they would, you know, hang out and, um, you know, grab a, you know, have a beer and talk about stuff. And, um, but we never got to that point and it, it sucked. Um, he was, you know, funny and like, um, stuff but at home sometimes it was just like you know i just want to you know, i just want to play ball with my dad kind of thing mm-hmm. and you know he just he was really into genealogy that's one thing that he was um ways he would help people is i would you know because he had summers off and he would um would just engrossed in like genealogy and at that point on the internet it was you know, it's not the internet that we know now. Um, it was like very rudimentary, you know, like listservs and like, you know, just talking back and forth. And he helped so many people like locate their uh, uh, relatives. Huh. And so like um, part of, I can't remember the program when it was, I don't, I don't think it was ancestry.com, but it was some sort of like online um there way was, that you can connect um, and my mother-in-law used to use uh, roots web was it that I th- that's it yeah, yeah that's yeah. it yeah so they that was a lot of what he would do he was he would see people that were looking for certain people and if they had some sort of connection to he was always about like germany and like mm-hmm. how that fit in so he would look into well what can i do to point you in the right direction or like here's something that I found, you might want to try that. And it was just really helpful. And there's even people like after he died, like reached, that reached out to me that I'd never even heard of. And it was like, your dad helped me find, you know, this whole line of people that we never even knew about. Mm-hmm. And like, just a really, um, part of the Gratiot County Historical Society 
they um i don't know if they have something there now but they dedicated something to him um during his life because he just was really involved in that huh. and it was um yeah it was it was something that like i don't think he really talked about it publicly either he just would go you know go home and was really interested in in like genealogy and stuff which was hard because it's like hey i'm alive like can we <laughs> want to hang out and, and i'm right here that's these, that's these dead people. maybe go the other way on the tree dad uh, <laughs> i'm down here yeah let's, yeah, let's go down <laughs> not up um, but yeah it was it was cool because he you know I, I saw him do that and would hear the stories and like oh wow that's that's really sweet that you would do that um and traced everything back to like like the 1700s of our family oh, in wow. germany and yeah and we yeah and well the cool thing is is we um he ended up meeting uh one of our relatives uh from a, a um uh city called urs uh Ursrode, germany and uh it, we actually went there and we got to see this family house that's been in our family for like you know hundreds of years wow. and um got to meet them and talk with them and um yeah, it was it was cool to meet other like Lidorfs because I didn't sure. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, they're I didn't even know that they were. Uh, yeah, so it was it was cool that, that he would that he did that. But at the time, I was like, this sucks. Right. Like, why do we have to do this stuff? Right, right. But, I can see like we go to Ohio and like, um, hey, can we go to Cedar Point? Like, why are we why are we stopping? <laughs> why are we at, at a cemetery again? <laughs> why are we at a cemetery? Weirdo. Um, yeah. Any yeah, that was that was. Yeah. Any Nazis? Oh uh, yeah. Ah, I mean, it's German. Yeah, it's German. I mean, I, 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 you're walking a fine line with that, but not many. That's not okay. Many, uh, That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A That's lot of good. them left, uh, left Germany, and and did make it to the states. Um, and some of the people that did make it to the states, there we there were letters that um the ones that stayed were just like really impoverished. And like, so the letters that made it to the States would send money, you know, back to oh. these people in Germany, so which, funding, you know, Nazis. to help them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. Great. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm half German. Um, and I yeah. think though, but I, I think they left in like the 1800s. So I'm, Oh, there you go. So if, if there were Nazis, it was like my, you know, they were living here when they, they were like at like, yeah. Henry Ford rallies or you know shit like that. If yeah, there's really there's really no reason for for Germans to research the past. No, no I think we no, can let it go. No, you're we can wanna... leave that leave that alone. You know, don't dig too far <laughs> on that one. Yeah, that's not going to come up good. <laughs> so you were twenty. You were t yeah. You, you were twenty three when he passed away. You said how old was he? He was fifty three. Wow, yeah. I guess I was thinking he was older than that, but fifty three. The ripe old age. What got him? I don't know yeah. what got him. So he, uh, right after I, um, let's see, after I transferred, after my first year of law school and I transferred to <clears throat> Catholic University in DC, I, I called and, you know, said, I, you know, let's come, why don't you come home and, and let's, you know, let's, you know, talk and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm, you know, I was just like, I wanted to get away because it was law school and it sucked. Sure. And um, so I came home and then I just, I just remember, you know my mom and and um him telling me that he you know got diagnosed with um esophageal cancer wow. and um you know he wasn't a drinker but he was a smoker um and he uh that's what you know ended up 
you know, getting them. And it was, um, it was really quick and, you know, like under a year Mm. from when we heard about it to when he, um, when he died and yeah, it was, um, it was rough. I mean, I, I remember the, um, you know, he had gotten, you know, he was getting sicker and just weaker and things. And, uh, I remember being home for Christmas and, you know, he was, he was weak and, you know, I, they were doing radiation and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, I had to go back for, for school and, um, I just remember Jules was, was still back. Uh, my wife, Julie, uh, she went to, um, school in, 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 in Baltimore and we were living in Baltimore and she went back to see her parents and I was at, at you know, in our apartment in DC and like one Saturday morning, I remember, um, just the phone ringing and when I like the actual phone ring and, um, it just kept ringing and like, um, I was like so tired and I was just like, Oh, just whatever. Like just leave a voicemail. And, um, you know, I finally, like heard her through the you know the the voicemail thing where you could hear them talk oh, right. like an, the old, and the old style answering machine. yeah right right mm-hmm. and you know she's like hey um I, I need you to pick up and i was like oh something's up and yeah um but she was there like the night before which was like so like like such an amazing um gift to me uh that she was there mm-hmm. like um and yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is where it gets emotional for me. Cause it's like, she, um, she's an amazing singer. Like she's probably one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, um, my dad was in the hospital and, uh, he had right, right, really quick. He had like, a had a heart attack and, um, and, uh, they're like, everything's fine. He's, he's good um they're like i'm like my god oh my god i need to come there and like no he's fine don't we're everything will he's gonna come home in a couple days and then julie was home and she saw him and uh went to the hospital and just like uh sang a song to him and uh yeah and like um yeah just uh and then that was the last you know the last uh last thing he died um uh, my mom was there and then when my mom left, um, you know, he, he passed and, you know, you know, by himself. And, and I was, uh, that, that was just the most devastating. It's just, even to talk about it now, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's so hard. That's, but, that is, yeah. I can, knowing your wife yeah, a little bit, I can imagine that she'd be a good person to have around. In that yeah. If she, yeah. 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 She's, she um, come, when I'm on my deathbed, if she can ever yeah. sneak over and sing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yep it's that it was that song uh it's a church hymn and it's um there's a there's a sweet spirit in this place i think it's what it um i can't remember the title but i know i i know the song but um i just don't want her to sing it to me because then i'll probably end up dead but uh so (laughs) that's what got it yep (laughs) um but yeah that was that was so hard. And, and then I just, um, after that, like, I, like, she called me 
and she's like we are we got it all figured out all you gotta do is just get to the airport and uh, i was just like i don't even remember how i even got to the airport she said you know i called we got we called a um a cab for you all you gotta do is go downstairs they'll be down in a couple minutes and um i remember taking the elevator down and just kind of like i don't even know how i got there and i do remember like the guy like the taxi driver um the middle eastern taxi driver was like hey my friend how are you my friend and i was like oh i'm not doing well man uh and um he was really i you know i told him and he's like oh oh my friend and i'm like yeah i know it's it's terrible and just a really you know it was just a stranger but he was like really nice and um i just remember getting on the plane and um i they they must have known. I think they knew that like it was a bereavement mm. kind of thing. And I ended up I ended up flying first class. I'd never flown first class before. Um, uh, but I guess it's like when you have an opening, you can get those kind of like sure. things, I guess. Yeah, they just put you so, in wherever. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. And yeah, they just I had several beers uh <laughs> on the short flight from uh <laughs> Detroit or from Baltimore to Detroit. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was so, it was, it was rough. It was, yeah. You have a a joke about that flight. I do. And you mentioned your dad dying every now and then in your stand up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How does that for you, you know, what is that like, I guess is the best way to put that. Mm. I mean, do you. Talking about it? Yeah. Just talking about it on stage like that. Is that, it must feel good on some level. It does. Like, I think, I mean, he never saw me do stand up. And, um, I think that he would have loved that. Yeah. I think that that would have been, um, as he would have retired, I think he would be one of those parents that would come watch yeah. and like, you know, hang out and, um, find other people's families or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think he would have had, you know, I think we would have reconnected with that because he was, um, he would let me stay up and I would watch Letterman with him. And that was like my first, um, you know, comedy influence mm-hmm. was Dave Letterman. Um, and to this day, I mean, I love everything David Letterman does. I mean, I, he's attached to like to my dad, you know, for me. And um, yeah, it's, I love talking about it. Cause I think he would laugh. I think he would find that funny. Right. You know, his, he had a dark kind of sense of humor too. So um, he would, uh, he enjoys it. I think for, for people who knew him and know you, Mm-hmm. What aspects of you would they say that he has? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I can be goofy. Uh, <laughs> um, <Okay>. I, <laughs> I think I could, you know, um, joke around. And, um, but I think that, you know, that like really wanted to help people. I think that he, I saw him do that. And I really, you know, there were kids that like, that we went to school with that I never even knew anything about and that, but he would help them. Mm-hmm. Like they were struggling at home and he would like, like, if you need to talk, like you just come and talk to me. And like, you know, there were people that came up to me at, at the funeral and were, were just like, you know, your dad got me through like this really difficult time in high school. And he um, was always there for me. It was tough at home. And like, he'd always joke around with me and, um, yeah, it was it, that kind of stuff. I think I I try and um, just be kind to people and 
and um like him i think he he never complained about it i mean so that's not like him but but for me i don't know sometimes i just like i get i overextend myself and i get irritable i think is how what happens but um yeah i think i got that from him i think that people would say that i'm you know i can i can be selfless at times and help help people and um yeah what was the yep. you know you mentioned his funeral what what like how would you describe his funeral was it a oh man <laughs> Um, yeah I just, no, you know, no no you know, no like you go to some cool. people's and it's like you know there's just different vibes I, at funerals yeah. you know and then i don't know that's just interesting to me like what I, type of funeral comes out of a person yeah you know it was it was um it was different it, it wasn't any like i've ever um uh, been a part of um my mom picked like the best music like like just like 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 60s kind of rock that he liked like yeah just like playing like just this stuff that you normally wouldn't hear at a funeral um but it was such great you know music it was really fitting and i unfortunately made the decision to talk at the funeral and uh i did a reading and i don't think i got uh five sentences out and it was just like i shouldn't have done this this (laughs) was this is a bad idea like not because i didn't want to say anything but i just was like so wrecked and mm-hmm. um yeah and just kind of like at that point just kind of still in shock like how is this happening and you know it's just why is this happening right now and um yeah it's so i mean you, know, you were yeah. so young to be yeah. 23 yeah. and in the spot where you would even be yeah. asked to talk at a funeral you know what i mean because that's yeah. usually like yeah you know you're 60 talking about your dad you know, yeah. versus being twenty three yeah. talking about your dad. So I can imagine that would just yeah. be hard. I, that was I mean, that was probably like the most people I'd ever um you know talked in front of spoke in front of at that point. And I I tried to talk at um somebody that we I don't know if you remember Jamar Jones. We went to sure. he was yeah. a yeah. yeah. So I talked to they asked me to talk at his funeral too, and like that was so many people i don't know how i even did went through that was that that Um, That was a packed house for jamar yeah yeah, that was that was a lot um but but yeah it was it was it was really surreal to just see all these people from different parts of his life that were there people that i hadn't even known and like were you know so kind and um you know at varying you know stages of grief like you know, some people had accepted it, you know, some people were just like, oh my God, this is, you know, and I'm, you know, there with them and just sharing all these stories and um, the food was just like amazing. Like that was, I remember that, like it was, uh, um, cause we didn't want to, I mean, my mom was just so distraught and didn't want to cook and <laughs> for, we didn't have to cook for a while, which is great. And, you know, um, yeah where was it, was it at uh, where did they hold it it was at smith at oh, smith sure. funeral home okay. yeah and i'll see um and then he was uh buried at ford cemetery which is um yep, kind know. of a connection to my like my family my my grandpa used to be the sexton there oh. so he would uh was in control of like you know who was buried where kind of a thing um i don't know who does that now but there's a you know family plots there but where he's at um but but yeah it was uh it was it was crazy and and like luckily i was um 
I was normally law schools. I'd heard horror stories from people that had gotten into the situation where people had died and um, they had to like start over. But um, I went to a, a Catholic law school. I mean, I'm not Catholic, but like I, I went to a, and they were like, like so amazing. Oh, like everyone. Sure. Yeah. They were yeah. so on. Yeah. They were so understanding. And they're like, I, I called somebody a couple of days after, like uh, about a week after I'm like, I can't come back. I mean, I, I, this is just, they're like, don't even worry about it. We'll figure out how to, how to get you through all this without having a, cause you have to have so many hours per year to, to get your degree accredited. Um, so I had to do some stuff in the summer. Um, but like one of my professors sent like this big thing of flower. Like I, I was just like, so blown away by these, like how nice these people were. And, um, yeah, it, it really is. It's funny, like how it all works out because like, I didn't, you know, like, how did I end up there? I don't know how I ended up at this Catholic law school in, in, in DC, but like, I think it had, it had been in any other place. I think they would have been kind of shitty about it and, and not as understanding, but you know, these, these people were super nice about everything That's right. and it was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, what, I guess, so what, um, as far as like, maybe brief, so, okay. So, um, one thing I want to ask you too was you're an only child. Yeah. That seems like a less than common situation to a, be an only child, let alone. And then also to lose a parent. What's what was that like being like, you know, your mom's only son at that point and being like the one dude and you know, the one kid in the family, you know, you don't have a group to grieve with as much. Yeah, for sure. What was yeah, I guess for you. That's yeah, I I, you know, as I see other people losing parents and stuff, like I see them with their siblings and like how, you know, easier that must have been. I mean, it was it I mean it really affected my decision to move back to michigan from from dc and because because you know and i don't hold this against my mom because it's just a normal thing but like she was struggling and i mean that that was you know the love of her life is gone like very early and you know she didn't have you know a lot of people at that point you know her dad was gone her mom was was still there um our family is just small i mean it's not a big family and you know um so it was a lot for her and you know it was it was tough and um for her and we you know it's a third of our (laughs) of our group is is gone and um it sucked it was just terrible and and you know she was struggling with that and and i was struggling with it too and i just felt like hey I, i think i need to move back after this happened and um kind of start over again because I, I had some stuff going on in in dc but it i was just like i don't i don't have anybody here and i think i can't just leave my mom on her own and um so yeah it was it was it was rough and i you know it definitely affected like you know my whole path i think if, mm-hmm. you know if that wouldn't have happened i probably would have we probably would have stayed in you know dc and baltimore area and um it, it's a great place i mean i um it's it's a lot of fun there a lot of cool things to do but yeah it definitely was harder because there's just less people to grieve with and understand and process sure 
what are based on so based on like 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 what do you think you know your mom's a a preacher a methodist yeah. preacher your dad kind of vaguely nothing kind of yeah where are you he, yeah yeah i think he like i don't know he never really was into that i never he wasn't into you know the spirituality uh, uh or religion or um things like that but then my mom was was very is very you know just because she um i mean she's one of those people that like in the jehovah's witness religion like the the kids and i don't want to like you know look down on that but like there were times when she described to me like this church would basically kind of like take kids and try and get use kids to get into people's houses kind of thing like hey there's a cute kid uh, knocking on the door like how do we get them to you know they'll answer right. the door now with this cute kid and she knows the bible like probably better than anybody i've, I've ever she just had to learn mm -hmm. all of that and like so that's always been a, a huge part of her life and but she never enforced it on us and dad was my dad was really strong-willed kind of guy he wouldn't really do anything that he didn't want to do he would you know kind of said nope i'm just not doing that and then would just kind of uh that would be the end of it and so for me I, you know it's you know having a wife that believes in like crystals and stuff and like it's it's i i uh, there's i think that there's something i don't know if if organized religion is is the vehicle to tap into what is out there i don't know um but i've never been really religious i like the idea of people in the community coming together but for me like i don't know there was just and maybe it's just the methodist religion uh people were just always talking shit about everybody else and like, i didn't like that you know and uh it's like the whole you know it's not the point so what's your uh, but, what's your gut or your sense of where he is or isn't now i mean mm. do you have any yeah um you know i you know growing up where we did you know my and then now knowing my wife um and what she's you know exposed me to and like people that i've talked to um you know i she, my wife had me go to a um and she and i both went to somebody that uh she was <laughs> it's weird she she was uh, a financial advisor for edward jones but then we saw her for the purpose of like uh, just talking about, you know, like you should go see so-and-so because she can uh, tell you what's going on with your family. Okay. And so we, I had no idea who this woman was and um, she had no idea. I mean, I have no, she didn't even know our name, our, our, my dad, she didn't know anybody. And she, you know, she's like, you know, I, I can tell you lost your dad, you know, you're, he was like, just describing him in such a way and he's like you know he wants you to know that you know he um you know didn't he's sorry that he you know wasn't as you know more involved in your life and like I, we just sat down five minutes ago like how is this even possible yeah. like you know so there's and so as and you know i never really believed in all that stuff but then as i keep like getting exposed to it i'm like maybe there's something to this and you know i think that you know it might be a bunch of bullshit or it's just like it might be a way to help process your feelings or like it might be true i and so i think that you know now that he's gone i think that he has 
um, he doesn't have any kind of the things that burden us humans, mm-hmm. like any kind of um, things that hold us back, like, you know, um, uh, you know, like worries sure, or pain, stuff stress, or it, all that stuff. pain, yeah. stress, all that yeah. stuff. And it's just like the Existence fullest extent. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So just he, they occupy a space where they're just um, the best form of themselves um and they can help guide i guess that's it's it's weird but it's weird to say that but i i just as i'm wearing my crystals on my <laughs> arm right now but but it's i've never I, I i've met too many people in the last like 10 years to say that there's nothing to that and i would i mean people that knew me like in high school and college would be like there's no way you would believe any of that. like you're just you're not that kind of person but I'm like, there's just so many things that I've seen that just leading me to believe that there's something there. I don't think we know exactly what, what it is, but. Um, I like that phrasing it, it, that they're, that they are, that they exist as the best versions of themselves because that allows yeah. for the supernatural aspect of it, but it also allows for like, they're going to be the best version mm-hmm. of themselves, hopefully in your memory. Right. As well. Right. You know? Right. So I like, yeah. I like that phrasing. That's a good way to, yeah. to think of it for sure yeah what um if we were going to look at your dad's life what would we um what would you say is like a lesson or like you know the big picture Mm -hmm. kind of you know what's the moral to his story i guess yeah that we could take away um as far as how to live and also for the other you know for how to how to die as well is there anything that we could learn from that piece of it too i guess yeah. Um, wow, that's good. Um, I, I think that, you know, what's interesting that I'm I'm doing in my own life now is I'm, as much as I didn't like genealogy and like helping and learning people, part of what I'm doing right now is I uh, sit down with people and I help record their memories of their, of their family and make that a part of their their estate plan that's what i and yeah and it's and that's the the most fun is like just uh because i think what he helped he didn't really sit me down and and tell me this but like as as people over the years you know it's just been 17 years since he died Mm -hmm. but every time they find out if they know him they'll like oh you're you're jeff jeff's kid like yeah like just that legacy of like just being kind like you know, you you hear about legacy, and you hear about like, oh, you know, you don't have to be rich to have a legacy. Like, it's like what you do, the impact you can leave, uh, can affect, you know, generations of people. And if you, you know, just be kind and help people, and and that can be your legacy. It doesn't have to. You don't have to leave, you know, a million dollars or like, you know, uh, start a foundation or you know anything. If you just can just do something to help other people that's uh, and he didn't do it in like a way that you know i see some people doing it like oh look at me like mm-hmm. you know like like he did it in a way where i never knew any of this stuff like it, he never really you know talked about it but there would just be people like you know at, my, at his funeral just like yeah your dad just helped my family so much with this you know we never knew and he just you know like he would <laughs> it's just it's just wild that he was um uh, that he was doing that so i i kind of like I like that now that, you know, I, um, like, it feels like I'm, 
like he would definitely approve of like what I'm doing with that. He's like, Oh, yeah. that's so cool that you're doing that. Um, so yeah. And that's why I thought that this, this idea of what you're doing is such a cool idea. Um, because it's, it's, uh, you know, there's things that get lost, you know, and we just don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, Nick, <laughs> I think we lost a good one. <laughs> yeah. I think we lost a good I think one. I so too. Yeah. Um, well, shit. Yeah, and it would have been cool, like, to have him, um, to have him with my son, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. and like, he just loved kids, and, you know, he, um, my, his, um, his brother had a, um, his brother's granddaughter, so I don't know what that is, but he was just always like, she was young and like, just loved, you know, uh, joking around with her and like, would, um, yeah, so it only yeah. been like he would have been a, so a cool legendary to see him. grandpa for sure. He was <laughs> yeah, probably he was yeah. really just pre he was yeah. pre grandpa. <laughs> exactly. He was just yeah. That's probably why yeah. you know he wasn't. He was like, I kind of want this kid to go away for a little while. <laughs> come back. Can he come? Right. Can he just come on the weekends? Yeah, we exactly. Can, we can hang exactly. around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. thanks, man. This is uh, yeah. this has been fun. I I learned a lot about yep. your wonderful wonderful father. Yeah. Thanks, um, man. So, thanks for talking. Yeah, Jeff Lightorf. I don't Jeff, know if I ever said his name. We so never did. Jeff, Jeff Lightorf. Jeffrey, Lidorf. middle yeah. name Warren. Jeffrey Warren, Warren Lightorf. Did you? Yeah. Is your son is is Julian like Julian Jeff or anything? Yeah. He. Yep. It's uh. Well, he's um Julian Morgan Jeffrey. So gotcha. Lightorf. Oh, a double. Yeah. You got the double. Name. Yeah. Who's Morgan? Yeah, I know. Uh, Morgan is a my wife's family name. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. No. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. This was fun. I don't know. Cut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Episode one of We Lost a Good One is in the books. I want to thank Nick Lydorf for sitting down with me. I, I really appreciate him doing that, and I really enjoyed talking with him. You know, he mentioned that you don't have to be rich to leave a legacy like you know his dad's kindness is a legacy that's already passed down and will continue to be passed down through into his son and, and on from there I had to look up the hymn that he mentioned that his wife sang to his dad before he passed away so I will uh, I'll just leave you with that thanks everybody <laughs>